Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Sin Gray Matter. In this message, you may want to have a pen and paper so that you can draw out my God-given illustration, which answers so many questions, including many that we have not yet asked. So this is an interesting thought that I had. I was wondering why some Christians always seem to be ornery, bitter, and cranky. I mean, to the point that if I didn't know they were a professing Christian, I wouldn't see any evidence of it in them otherwise. I recently did a message titled, Don't Be So Sensitive, It's Your Choice to Go to Hell, whereby I was chatting about three circles and how they represented three people groups and that all people fit into one of those circles at some point in their life. Now, I also stated that we all start in circle two, And as we hear the gospel, some are stirred to murder, while others are stirred to get out and move to circle number one. There is also within circle three, those who were in circle one, but through their own personal life choices, exited circle one and joined the hellions in circle three. Now the text within the circles explain the people groups within each circle. So how does this circle illustration tie into gray matter sin? Well, I'm glad you asked because I see it but we'll now have to work it out for you, and in written form no less, while I express it verbally. No worries, the video is coming. The person who is accustomed to frequent emotional breakdowns wants to be sure they are really in circle one. Just because you want to be doesn't mean you are. Look at what Luke states. Luke 13, 24. Strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. So before I move on, let me tell you, circle number one represents the Christian, the authentically born-again believer. Circle number two is where everybody comes through. It's like the believer and the non-believer, the seed of God, the seed of Satan. It is a circle that contains all of humanity. And then circle three is those who are destined for hell because that's where they chose to go. Pretty simple. I'll explain it in greater detail once we get down to the circle illustrations. But so for now, I just wanted you to have an idea when I mentioned what circle that uh, we're talking about, the Christian circle, the global circle, if you will, and then the demonic circle or the circle that leads to hell, heaven, earth, and hell. So we are told a distinguishing factor of a Christian is a growing depth of love for others, regardless of that person's position or condition. But if when you are around them or even in those whom you profess to love, and you come unglued quite often, then you may actually be an angry bull rider. Okay, probably not, but not a Christian. Your emotions, once given over to the fact that you've been born again, should behave for the most part. Yes, it takes work, but if you're doing the work, then, well, change should be occurring. Anger and frustration and constant irritation regarding the things of God should no longer be the case, unless you've only been born again for two minutes. I want to let you off the hook here, but dang, you should see how much damage your words inflict upon the recipient of your wrath. And truly, it's okay to start out in this place, but if you find yourself three years later, you still have emotional outbursts that change the sea tides, then you may want to think about rewombing yourself, because dang. Okay, so the illustration is basically three circles, and they kind of overlap the center circle, each that is the right and the left. The one on the left is red, the one in the center is gray, and the one on the right is black. The circle on the red has a number one, 
with the arrow pointing up. The circle in the center has an arrow pointing to the red one or the black one. And then the black one has an arrow pointing down. And it's kind of self-explanatory in that way. So my description of each circle is as follows. So circle number one, only Christians who are milk drinkers, babies, bread eaters, young persons, and meat eaters, aged and mature Christians, reside in circle one. Okay? Well, I should explain that. Are supposed to reside in circle one. We know that we have wolves in sheep's clothing, and wolves always hang around sheep's. So you will have wolves in that circle trying to get the babies and the young persons out of circle one into the black circle. And it does happen, and the Bible talks about it. Timothy, James, and Peter have scriptures that deal with that. I also deal with it in other messages. So the circle in the middle, it's predestined, appointed, called, mixed seed, non-believers, and Satan's kids. It's everybody. All of humanity comes in circle two. When we preach the gospel, we're preaching the gospel to circle two, not to circle three. Circle three, it says non-believers, Satan's kids, backsliders, those who have wandered from the truth or choose to walk away. So that means they were Christians and then decided to walk away from it. Romans chapter one talks about it as well as Peter, Timothy, and James. So we see circle three is not just people that were assigned as Pharaoh to hell. Since I don't profess to be an all-knowing Christian, and I'm far from it, I can't tell you that a person is born into or predestined for circle one or three. I just know that we all come from circle two. Now, in my perfect world, I believe that in circle one, the babies and the young persons are preaching the gospel to those in circle two. They should not be preaching the gospel to those in circle three because they're not mature enough. And who would they be going after? As James says, he who turns a sinner from the error of his ways. So whoever preaches in circle number three, that is those who are destined for hell, unless they change, and they're not all going to change, should be mature Christians, the mothers and the fathers of the house. They should be the only ones going after those who walk away, who fall away. And in circle number one, that is the church. That is the equipping center. It is not designed for those who do not believe. I have messages that talk about that, such as church purpose. We should be equipping the saints for the work of ministry in circle one. This way, when they go to circle two, they know what they're doing. And they're not causing people to go from circle two to circle three, but circle one. And circle one should be doing its job. Otherwise, people will leave it because they won't be equipped for the work of ministry. They can fall away. So circle one has the most responsibility, and their objective is to preach to circle two and only rescue out of circle three. It just makes sense in my head. It might sound a little confusing to you, but if you just draw three circles, you can kind of see it. Now, if you're not a believer, then you can get as angry as you want to get. Hopefully you will sicken of it, like everyone will around you, and make a decision for a better life that exists in circle one. Now you three years who don't belong in circle three Better get your numbers straight. The Bible doesn't say that all backsliders return to circle one after having run like hell to hell. Gray in the kingdom of God is associated with circle two because it is where the gospel cruises around to search out the called, the appointed, those who are predestined and purposed to be authentically born again. But now we all have bad days, weeks, months, and even years. So that should be where you are 
as a work in progress. Stay angry, cranky, and bitter, and you may one day find out that your choices will be a hard pill to swallow. And then swallowing hard pills will probably make you angry as well. So to reiterate, there is no gray matter sin. If you are sinning, you are sinning and need to square up before the peeps in circle three convince you that the water is warm in here. Why don't you stay for a minute? Well, that's it for today, and I hope this was clear regardless of its length and that it didn't ruin your taking warm bath. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.